Welcome to Two Crones in a Book, where your host Shell and Annette will give you honest, in-depth book reviews and share book-themed rambles that may or may not on occasions take a dark and twisty, if not utterly bizarre turn. Reviews start with light spoilers, if you want to know if the books are any good, and then we head to the spoiler floor, where we give a blow-by-blow breakdown for any of you cheeky chappies who want to sound like you've read the book, but just don't have the time to read it. But all those of you that did read it and thought, what the fuck? Either way, be warned, every episode will contain spoilers and language that some listeners may find offensive, thus the explicit rating. So consider yourself thoroughly fucking warned. <laughs> now, take a seat, buckle up, buttercup. It's time to begin. Welcome everyone to another episode of Two Crones and a Book with your hosts, Shell and... And Annette. And Annette. Um, This is a ramble episode, and you may recall, if you listened to our last episode, that this time we are going to give you our top three podcast recommendations from the year, and our top three either movie or TV recommendations from the year. Now, when we say from the year, it's important to clarify that it's what we've discovered in the last year. So it's not necessarily been released in the last year, but it's what we've happened upon. That's Mm -hmm. right, isn't it, Annette? Yep. That's Just make one. sure I'm, I haven't, I didn't have that conversation in my head. It's Just a, clarifying the parameters. What? <laughs> Cancel the episode, I have to go back. <laughs> I mean, with that in mind, we're going to start off with podcasts. Mm-hmm. So, Annette, what's your top three that you've come across in the last year? Okay, so what I'm going to say before I, I do start chatting is, this year, most I have mostly been listening to ongoing things. Because doing the books that we that that we do, yeah, I'm I'm so conscious if there is a gap between what I've listened to <laughs> and recording yeah. that like I'm gonna forget everything if I get too involved. <laughs> <laughs> so it's like okay, I've got to be careful here now on my selections. But there have been a couple that have slipped through. Mm-hmm. One I have here, the first one I'm going to talk about. It's not technically a podcast. It is. It is an audiobook, but right. it is only like a two out two and a half hour. Yeah. And it's 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 like it's more of a drama. It's like multiple actors. Okay. Within it. So, you know, is is it a book? Is it a play? Is mm-hmm. it a mm-hmm. podcast? So it is called Blood on Satan's Claw. Ah, oh, there's a book of this, isn't there? Yes, and there was also a movie in the seventies. So let me just tell you about it. 17th century England and a plough uncovers a grisly skull in the furrows of a farmer's field. The skull disappears, but its manic influence begins to work in insidious ways upon the nearby village of Hexbridge. First, the cows stop milking and the fruit turns rotten on the trees. Then an insolent ungodliness takes hold of the local children mysterious fur patches appear on limbs and people start disappearing something evil is stirring in the woods something that is corrupting the village youth who retreat to the woodland deeps to play their pernicious games sorry i couldn't read that word there hysteria spreads and it becomes clear that the devil has come to hexbridge to incarnate himself on earth can the villagers, led by the Squire Middleton and Reverend Fallowfield, prevent the devil from gaining human form? Mm, what's that on? Is that just normal podcast platform or is it only Audible? That is on Audible and it is included in your subscription. 
so Ooh. it won't cost you a credit. It's got a great cast put together by Mark Gattis, as you know yep. from Sherlock and Doctor Who, League of Gentlemen, and yep. Reese Shearsmith, who mm-hmm. also from the League of Gentlemen. And actually, well, it's got the original actress from the movie, yep. something Hayden, I can't remember her name now. But uh, the, the one of the actresses from the original movie actually appears in this production as well. Mm, okay, yeah. It's very well produced. It's it's really enthralling, really gripping. And like I said, and it's only two and a half hours, so it's really nice, easy listen as well. Yep, yep. But you know, you're always going to get quality with Gattis and Shearsmith. <laughs> they honestly, to God, if, you know, if they, you're talking about, you know, um, number nine. Yeah, yeah. All, all those... You know, your Christmas horrors, if you live in the UK. I know a lot of American listeners are aware of Mark Gattis as well. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, that's definitely a good one, especially when you don't want to distract yourself from pre-recording a podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Another one I've recently discovered is called A History of Ghosts, and mm-hmm. that is on BBC Sounds, but I think you can listen to that anywhere now. Yeah. And this is another nice little one. It's like little bite-sized bite-sized episodes hosted mm-hmm. by Kirsty Logan where she explores the evolution of ghost law. Oh yeah, okay. So they're they're that literally good. Like, it, it's it's only like 15 14 minutes long. So yeah. like on your break, you can you know sit down, you're having a brew or you're having mm. your lunch. It's a nice little easy listen. She's got this lovely Scottish lit. She <laughs> you could tell she's into her poetry and stuff that you know and it, it's very yeah. much storytelling with some facts thrown in there as well. And it was a nice it's a nice easy listen. Yeah. So that's bite size. It is so bite size. Again, won't distract you. <laughs> And then the last one, yep. now I'm going to admit, I've only listened to the first episode of this. So it's going to be um, a show that came out in April on BBC mm-hmm. Sounds again, and it is Doctor Who Redacted. Right. And I've mentioned this to you, I think, when it came out. So here's the here's the here's what it says. Doctor Who Redacted follows Cleo, Abby and Shauna, three broke university dropouts, from different cities across the UK who remain connected via their paranormal conspiracy podcast, The Blue Box Files. Yep. The trio speculate over Abby's favourite conspiracy theory, intent on finding out the truth behind the mysterious blue box that keeps cropping up across history. What if, oh, sorry, what if this random police public call box was actually an alien spaceship? They don't know who the Doctor is or if aliens are real, but soon find themselves caught up in a supernatural conspiracy as they learn that everyone who's ever met the Doctor is disappearing and being forgotten. Essentially, they're being redacted from reality. The Blue Box Files is so unsuccessful that our heroes are the last to come to be affected by the redaction, making Cleo, Abby and Shauna the world's only hope. Now it's a race against time to uncover the truth. Oh, are you a Doctor Who fan anyway? I, I'm not. I'm not going to say I'm a, f- a full-on Whovian. <laughs> I yeah. know that much. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but you know, when it comes on, we do watch it as a family. Yes. You're not going to catch me at a Doctor Who convention by any means, but you know, you do retain certain storylines and things like that. And mm. within the first, I'd say five minutes, there are so many Easter eggs 
in it yeah. that it's going to be going to get all the nerds a tingling. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Yeah. There's so many references to storylines and like the aftermath that never gets covered in yep. uh, the ser- in the actual TV series. It's like you could do a checklist of all. Yes, yep. I know that one. I know that one. Yep. Um, it is a very, very modern look uh, with um, the relationships and the people involved in the storyline. Mm-hmm. Um, you you would easily think this was like Russell T. Davis territory. Right. If I put it like that. So it's kind of like, you know, uh, it's 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 represent the, the three main characters are three uh, queer women. Right. So you're exploring not only their relationship together, but yep. their relationships with family and friends. Yep. And so it's... It's relatable. It is. And it's not just, it's not just like a strict, it's not a strict sci-fi. Yep. It's like, it's got some grounding, but yep. also you've got all this lovely, lovely back, you know, story, yep. Doctor who fun stuff. And I've heard that it's um, got a fantastic ending fantastic ending you better make it to the end then isn't it i'm gonna have to it's only 10 episodes yep so that's not too bad i think they're about half an hour each long something like yep. that but it is it's gonna be one of those i'm gonna think i'm once i start i'm not gonna stop you're gonna binge it yeah <laughs> i am proper gonna binge this <laughs> and i would just say as well it it just the sound quality the acting so far and i'm only part way through the first episode and it's yep. definitely drawing me in and out of those if you, if I was to only listen to one, this is what I always ask you. If I was only to do one, which one would you tell me to do? Um, I would probably, if you had some like a nice portion of time, I'd probably go for the Doctor Who. Yeah. Okay. But um, otherwise, I, I don't. Uh, no, I, I really like the Blood on Saint as Clara's. Oh, God, I like them all. Uh, <laughs> No, I say if you've got a, if you've got a good portion that you could dedicate to ten episodes that are half hour long, go definitely go for the Doctor Who. The Blood on Satan's Claw is great though as well for just like a two okay. and a half hour listen. Yep. And I did that in small sections as well, so like you could do of the two bite sized I go with Blood on Satan's Claw. Okay. Any honourable mentions? Um, to be honest, like I said, I haven't really been listening to many. I've just been sticking to my usuals, um, all killer, and no your books. Fi- yeah. yeah, all killer, no filler, last podcast on the left, morbid, lots of, lots of true crime there, <laughs> <laughs> but they're kind of like true crime, but with like a kind of, with humor mixed in as well. Yeah. So yeah, mm. I, I've been going through a big kind of documentary true crime binge at the minute. Okay. So yeah. Okay, so mine was terrible. Let's hand over to you. <laughs> Yours wasn't terrible. It was really good. I've just I've made a note as we've gone, actually, about the Satan's Claw and Doctor Who, so I'll probably give them a, a go. Oh, oh, I forgot. Sorry, yes. No, there is another one. At the minute now, the BBC are replaying uh, The Price of Fear. Oh, yeah! Yeah, they're, they're back on there now. So if you can access BBC Sounds, you need to get on there. Now that the, the winter nights, are, the, the autumn evenings are drawing in, there's nothing better on a wet, cold night to be wrapped up listening to a story read to you by Vincent Price. Yeah, and the one that always sticks with me when you say that is, is the one with the blind guy. Yes. Just deeply disturbing. They're so good. They're all so good. It it's so reminiscent of um, and again, this is such a seventies callback. 
but uh, Tales of the Unexpected. Yeah, yep, yep. Or Alfred Hitchcock Presents for others. Yeah. You know, they're fantastic. Yeah, so yeah. definitely def- big recommendation, that one as well. Well, I really struggled with this because I, I like a lot of podcasts i like the fact that you can pick them up and put them down they're a little bit like chapters even if they're anthologies they're they're normally done in a chapter way the ones that i would start with is one that's called unwell okay and it's a midwestern gothic mystery uh and it's listed as uh unwell a midwestern gothic mystery is a new audio drama from heart life nfp okay Lillian Harper moves to a small town of Mount Absalom, Iowa, to care for her estranged mother, Dorothy, after an injury. Living in the town's boarding house, which has been run by her family for generations, she discovers conspiracies, ghosts, and a new family in the house's strange assortment of residents. It's really good. It's done as a drama, so it's a full cast dramatisation, is is what it feels like. Mm. Um, And the gist of it is you've got this person comes home to temporarily look after a mum who runs this boarding house, but then all this creepy shit starts happening and there are ghosts and there's what I suspect is a demon. It's unconfirmed at the moment. What I suspect is a demon. There's a town council that are a little bit sinister looking. Yeah, yeah, it's really, really good. I definitely, each episode, something is happening to keep you interested. Cool. Um, The other one uh, that I like is uh, how I died. Oh, is this, is this that one that you mentioned the other day? Uh, no, that was um, Ghastly Tales. Oh, right. Um, this one, oh, I might have mentioned it to you the other day, actually. I can't remember, Annette. It feels like such a long time ago. <laughs> so this is, is, is really good. So each week you get, I think it's weekly, You each episode, it's basically about a guy who is doing autopsies. But he can see dead people, so he ends up having to do the autopsies while he's talking to the dead people. Cool. Um, and it's in this small little town, and again, there's a whole underlined conspiracies kind of vibe going on in the town. Um, it's up to season three, which is, is recently dropped. It's tag is bodies are piling up in the strange town of springfield and forensic pathologist jonathan spacer intends to find out why but john isn't without his own secrets he can talk to the dead for starters forecast serial fiction podcast for mature audiences available now on all podcast apps i would definitely recommend it they're about half an hour long each yeah um and they're 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 very cleverly done so you know he's talking to the people and he obviously discovers things from them talking while he's doing it, that he then has to try and pass on to the police or other people. But how can you do that without letting them know that you think you can talk to dead people? Yeah. And that creates a bit of friction with the copper um, that he's working with. Definitely recommend it. Nice. The other one, and again, I don't know how old these are. These are all just my finds this year. Now, I'm a little bit torn because um, I have quite a few left. <laughs> The other one is um, Fear Nor. Pretty good. It's by the guy who, the guy who writes it is the guy who writes and narrates one of my favourite podcasts, which I've listened to for ages, which is Ghastly Tales. Yeah. That's the, yeah, and that's the one where he, there's no big intro or anything like that. He literally just goes into these creepy stories that are in very relatable settings, like flats and shops and stuff like that. 
Um, but unfortunately, that ghastly tales you can't seem to... Michael Whitehouse, I think his name is. You can't seem to find that on anything... Uh, except iTunes, I don't think so. I'm, I'm not sure he shared it. But anyway, if you can find that one, that's good. But he writes this one, which is film Fear Nor. And this is a horror fiction podcast fusing hard-boiled detective stories with a slug of whiskey and a belt of nightmare fuel. It's so clever. It makes me think of... So basically, it's it's a detective who's got a drinking problem. Very much how you would imagine a PI played by Humphrey Bogart. Yeah. But there's all these supernatural elements that keep popping up like he's doing an investigation in a graveyard um, and it turns out that the person that he's following all of a sudden he discovers that they're eating dead bodies nice <laughs> yeah and it's because they've been possessed or cursed by something it, they, it, they're very very good very mm. very good there's one season on there they are I'm not sure how long they are but they're, they're pretty good then I've got two I've got two left and I don't know which one to make an honourable mention and which one to, to say is a definite so I'm just going to tell you both I'm sorry <laughs> so there's also something and I don't know I think you might have heard of this Annette called The Grey Rooms no I don't know that one oh so good <laughs> okay so The Grey Rooms The Grey Rooms podcast is a horror anthology set within a serial audio drama where the main protagonist experiences death through the eyes of another person everyone dies at the end on this show folks and it's scary stuff there's some other blurb there about it being over 2 million downloads, etc. It's really, really good. So basically, you you start off, this character waits, wakes up in something that's called, the, that they've named the Grey Room. And there's this mysterious voice, that, that can't, a disembodied voice that says, choose a door. And there's Ooh. two doors. And the, the, the person in the room has to, each season is a different person, but they have to choose one of these doors. And this disembodied voice says, if you don't choose... I will choose for you. So you've got no choice but to choose one of these doors. But when you go through the door, you're suddenly someone who is about to die and you experience their last few hours and moments. So you have to to live that and then they have to die and then they wake up again and they're back in the grey room and they go through the cycle again with a disembodied voice going, time to pick a room. If you don't pick one, I'll pick one for you. Oh my God. So these people in this this grey room are stuck in this cycle of every time they go through the door, they're going to die. They hope they end up back in their own body, but there's no way to know for sure because they get no information from this voice that just appears. It's really, really good. There's lots of other stuff going on um, that builds across the shows. Like, you know, is it hell? Is it the devil? It, what is it? Aliens? It, really, really good. Definitely recommend it. Yeah. Um, but that's a long going because every season you have to listen all the way through to get to the end. Right. Um, to get to the end story. And the other one is, have you heard of Tales from the Break Room? No. It's brilliant. <laughs> so this is proper, proper bite size. Um, and what it is, is it's supposedly two true stories of things, of creepy, horrifying things that have happened to people in the workplace. Yeah. And they send it in and, and this guy reads them. So it's got here, when you're focused on work, you don't expect your next hour on the clock to be the most horrifying in your life. In Tales from the Break Room, folks from around the world send us their scariest workplace encounters and we narrate them to you. So these are supposedly true. Right. They're, they're really good. They're short. They're bite size, And they are so random. I mean, there's everything in there from, from ghosty stuff to uh, kidnappings to 
there's one that's called the dildo man where someone comes into a shop and is, is insistent that he wants to buy a blanket with a dildo Ugh. it was it, but they're, they're all quite scary trippy stalky stuff yeah that's my recommendation considerably more than three so i apologize that's perfectly fine my darling so what do you have any other recommendations or any honorable mentions they're my faves i, I think that i, I like should probably all. stop there yeah i like them all i should probably stop there because i could just keep going wow um, you found a lot this year huh i like them because you can pick them up and put them down yeah like well like i said i haven't found anything new i haven't listened to anything too new recently that's the thing i think i'm yeah. coming into the season where i will be it's winter time that you you do most of your podcast hunting, isn't it? I, I really do. That's when I want myself some creepy stories to listen to when, you know, when the mm. leaves are falling and the changing of the season. You'd have to let me know if you find any. But, yeah, no, I think I could – I'm looking now at my phone at the podcast app and there, there's just Spotify and there's just absolute oodles. <laughs> oodles? That <are> ab- <laughs> oodles that are absolutely oodles. brilliant. Victoria's Lift, have you heard of that one? No. Oh, it's really good. That's, I wouldn't be telling you about it if it wasn't. So you, you've got this lift, um, really old-fashioned lift. You know the ones with the, the gate things across the front? Yeah. And this lift, is, it opens up and there's, there's a, always a little girl in there that's dressed in Victorian attire. Um, and when you get in the lift, she goes, let's go for a ride. But she really isn't what she seems. Oh. And she's got a trippy little music box. That's really good as well. Have you ever heard of um, Darkest Night? Did I share that one with you before? Yes, you did. That was really good. That's definitely that sounds very much up your street. It's it's um, about this woman has to go to work at this place called the Center of uh, Recovered Memory, and mm. how they do it is there's a machine that is created to see the last moments of someone's yeah. life, and you can only do it through the eyes of their decapitated heads. Very good. It's very good. And do you remember the good. do you remember the black tapes? That was good. Yeah, and and the other one is, and they've made this into a Netflix show, show is um, Archive 81. 81. Yes, I watched that show. I am so pissed, Michelle. It's not getting a second series. I know, but you can listen to the podcast, and the podcast is a little bit more gory. And, uh, that was such a good show. I was, I was good, Andy couldn't wait to tell me, so I could suffer as well, knowing that there was not going to be another <laughs> series. <laughs> that would be a good one. I'll get to listen um, to that one for sure. Well, I think we've more than covered podcasts, which takes us on to the second second part, which is this year, what can you give me three recommendations? We'll call them visual recommendations for want of a better phrase. Right. Of either a TV series or a movie. You've got three in total. Again, they don't have to have been made this year, but you have to have discovered them this year. Right. Okay. I've had a movie wise this year. I'm sorry, it's been pretty fucking poor. <laughs> There's in house, isn't it? Yeah. It's not been good for movies this year, Shell. No. Nope. Honestly, we have started that right at the cinema. I mean, you know, I, I'm not counting my superhero movies in this. Yep. You know, we went to see Batman. We loved it. What have you? I'm not going. I'm not seeing it. I'm not watching it. I'm sorry. No. Well. Hayden wanted to see it, so we had to see it. And oh, it's not criticism. I'm glad one of us did, but it's not for me. <laughs> it's not my cup of tea. <laughs> like I said, I I kind of put the the superhero stuff kind of like that's family stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is this is me stuff. 
Me stuff. Me stuff. So, like, the amount of... So, obviously, we've seen bug roll at the cinema, apart from one or two. And anything that we've started, say, like, original movies, Mm -hmm. a lot of them we've not finished because we've just found them really, really dragging and boring. I feel you. Yep. But there has one, there has been one movie this year Mm -hmm. and i'm not saying that it's like this is the best movie that it's just like it's the one movie that was any good this year (laughs) yep okay and it's uh the black phone i haven't seen it yet is it good oh well we andy and i really enjoyed it yeah it looks really really good and it was on my list but i never made it to the I was going to say the flicks then show my age. I never made it to the flicks. I never made it to the Nickelodeon. <laughs> <laughs> but is it, is it definitely worth keeping on the list? I would definitely do. So I'm going to give you like a, a brief thing for anyone who's not aware of it. Uh, coming of age supernatural horror film directed by Scott Derrickson, written by Derrickson and C. Corgill and produced by Derrickson Corgill and Jason Bloom. Adapted from the 2004 short story by Joe Hill, an abducted teenager played by Mason Thames uses mysterious telephone to communicate with the previous victims of his deranged captor played by Ethan Hawke. So this is set in uh, 1978 in Mm -hmm. uh, Denver, Colorado. Yep. And essentially it's this teenage lad. He lives with his sister. He he gets picked on quite a lot. Yeah. There's an, uh, an another lad in his class who's a lot tougher, you know, sticks up yeah. for him. When the bully goes for him, he beats the crap out of him. Yeah. So what happens is this his friend gets abducted by this guy who is nicknamed the Grabber. And yeah. he he dry, he kind of just circles around in a black van. He comes out of the back and he's got like a pile of like black balloons and he like he's pretending that he can't get them back in and yeah that's how he can you know gets the kids to help him and bump in the van so this kid goes missing the the main lead's sister younger sister turns out she can she has um psychic dreams which yeah. apparently her mother had as well but they live with a very abusive alcoholic father yeah who obviously doesn't want her presenting these abilities because it ruined his marriage with his wife. Yeah, yeah. But she actually dreams of this lad's abduction. Yeah. Uh, she gets questioned by the police, but they don't really believe it and all that. Yeah, yeah. Then her brother gets abducted by the same guy. He gets um, locked up in this basement, purpose-built. It's yep. um, like a mattress, and yep. there is this old rotary phone on the wall yep um the the grabber tells him it's disconnected there's no point trying to use it so he's kind of just sat there and then after a couple of hours the phone starts to ring yep so he picks up the phone and it is the voice of this boy called bruce who had um gone missing previously and uh, he he could kind of, he kind of remembered his name, but he couldn't remember what happened to him or where he is. Yep. But then he tell but then he starts telling this lad, "There's um, a loose tile over there. If you go to that tile, you can start digging your way out." Yeah. So he he follows that instruction. So it's like he realizes the phone's disconnected. It doesn't quite make sense. But then there's an occasion then later. So he starts doing it. He's thinking, this is fantastic. He's getting in contact with me. He's helping me. I don't know how it's happening, but it's happening. Then 
there's an occasion when he wakes up and the door to the basement is left ajar open and he thinks, oh, he's forgot to lock it, I can go. Yeah. So he goes to start making for the phone and the phone starts ringing again. Yeah. And then it's a little lad and he said, I think I was called Billy. Yeah. A, do not go up the stairs. It's a trap. If you go up there, you don't want to even know what he's going to do to you. And yeah. then the camera follows up and there he is just sat at the top of the stairs waiting for waiting. him to go up. Yeah. And then obviously then, I mean, I don't know how much more to reveal about it, but it's, it's worth watching. Oh, so it's a proper like oh, nail biter. Yeah, it really is. It's so well done. So well acted. And Ethan Hawke as a villain was impeccable. Excellent. I, it, it definitely is a high record. I wasn't hoping much from it, to be fair. Yep. <laughs> because it had such a shit year with movies. But that was just like, oh, this is so good. So that is a definite high recommendation for a movie. Right. I'm writing that down. Yeah, definitely. You need to watch that one. Um, mm-hmm. So we had to start relying on television. Now, um. I know there's one in particular we're probably both going to say, so I'm not going to say that one. <laughs> now go and say it, because you might be supposed. Because don't forget, this this year particularly, I haven't got to watch anything. I've been so snowed under with other stuff. So you might surprise me. Go and say it, say it, say it. No, no, I was going to save it for the, the... Well, what I will... All right. The roundup of... But I'm not going to go into detail on any of these because everybody knows what they are. So... Things that's that are... pressure in it. That's pressure. Now I feel pressurised to know what you're talking about. No, no, come on. Stranger Things, the new series. Loved yes. it. Loved mm. the new one. Emotional roller coaster. I heart Eddie Munson. Yes. We have the t-shirt, <laughs> the ringtones. <laughs> you know, everything. I'm still, I'm still crying to this day. Yep. Um, for tacky reasons, Cobra Kai. Andy and I just love it. It's an easy watch. It's stupid. It's fun. Really? Yeah. I wouldn't have picked you as a karate <laughs> kid person. It's just stupid fun. You know, it's something yeah. that's non-serious. It's a giggle and we just binge it. Yep. Um, we were one of those saddos that watched it when it was on um, Red on uh, YouTube. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then uh, we're getting phone calls from other people when it's on Netflix. Oh, have you seen Cobra Kai, bitch? We are the OG Cobra Kai fans. <laughs> <laughs> you Johnny come lately. <laughs> <laughs> the recent series of The Boys. Oof. I mean, it's... I love The Boys. <laughs> no, but my God. It's like, how much further can they push this thing? <laughs> Oh, there were a couple of occasions I had to, can we just stop? I need a minute. <laughs> <laughs> I, I binged it. Oh, did you watch that whole last series? Yeah, yeah, binged it. Oh, my, was there not a couple of episodes like, okay, look, I just, I need a minute. <laughs> that was I a just, lot. <laughs> the, thing, the only thing in it that pissed me off was I was like, there's not enough Meave. <laughs> poor me. Oh, poor me. Uh, we won't go there in case anyone's not watched it yet, but my... Yeah, yeah, yeah. My God, you do not want to have a penis watching this no. show. <laughs> yeah, that was quite disturbing. Yeah. <laughs> and you knew, didn't you? So the moment it started to happen, it was a little bit like, oh, I know what's going to happen here. He was <laughs> <laughs> like, oh, no. No, 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 no. Oh, my God. And then, obviously, the biggest one is the Sandman. Yes. <laughs> I mean, I yes. <laughs> yes. I wasn't going to go into detail on this because I don't know if we're going to do this on a standalone episode one day or not. 
Do you know, I think if we start talking about it, it'll be more than one standalone episode. We're going to have to edit the life out of it. <laughs> but yeah, I'm complete agreement with you. Thought it was every hope and dream I had about it was was matched. The cast was fantastic. Spot Absolutely on. fantastic. Sandman, brilliant. Death, she was absolutely perfect. Oh, it was my favourite episode. I Desire. loved it. Oh, oh. <laughs> just, you oh. sexy beast! <laughs> yeah, absolutely, yeah, absolutely loved it. No, it although was... there was a moment. Now I don't cry, and I did warn you about this. <laughs> yes. And there was a moment where I cried, and I was not expecting that. No, I, I was that that one hurt a lot. Yeah, and I was a little bit like, and it's quite early on, and I was a little bit like, I'm not sure I can continue if this is going to happen because I'm not someone who cries. You you were not happy, I remember that for sure. Yeah, no, I, I think you may have got a text message that says, have you watched episode two yet? <laughs> Fuck the dreaming. Yeah, 100%. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but uh, uh, production, I mean, how they could afford to do it, they must have put all that money in though. So good. And Lucifer? That <gasps> what a surprise that was, eh? Oh, so good though, perfect. Uh, I mean, obviously you were excited when you, as soon as you heard the casting, but it was that combination of that kind of latex look and a cherub haircut. It was so bizarre. <laughs> it was it was brilliant. When it was like, <laughs> that's exactly what you would expect. Contradictions. I'm so confused, but I like it. <laughs> Um, yep. So, so sorry. Yeah, but we we won't go any further with Sandman because we will digress. Yeah. So those are like the biggies that everyone should know. So I'm kind. I've kind of gone for um, two that probably some will know, some might not know. So mm-hmm. well, first of all, I'm going to start with it's not been a great year to be a Mormon with Netflix <laughs> and and Fox. <laughs> They do not like you guys, not a lot. Because, <laughs> um, as I said, I'm going through my big documentary phase as well. Yeah. So a couple of documentaries that have been about them. Sins of Our Mother, that's just come out on um, Netflix. And that's uh, Mormon adjacent. It's based on the case of um, Laurie Fallows, who uh, was a member of the mm-hmm. uh, LDS. And... Yeah, LDS, yeah. <laughs> Got it right. Not LSD, LDS. <laughs> yeah, no, two different opposites there, Annette. <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, but she got involved with a man who had more uh, extreme views and th- they ended up kill- get- killing off their spouses and then wouldn't reveal where the whereabouts of her two younger children. Oh. Um, this was a ve- this still a I mean the they their court case is next year. I followed this in the news. Um, I think it started pre-COVID. That's why yep. it's still not finished up. Eventually, the bodies were found of the children buried in his back garden while they okay. were yeah while they were honeymooning in Hawaii. Mm. Yeah, she they also arranged the killing of her husband and his wife. And they got her brother to do it. Okay. Yeah, it's it's nuts. And it's though nobody actually knows yet, it's suspected that he may have 
been in part or fully involved in the killing of his niece and nephew. So it's a pretty widespread, then there's quite a web surrounding yeah. this. And as I said, that's kind of sub-related to that. There was also Keep, Sweet, Pray and Obey, which yeah. was a huge documentary on Netflix um, about extreme Mormonism. Another offshoot one. It, it's very much the polygamy thing, but to an excessive extent. Yeah. Like we're, we're talking like some of them had um, the leaders of this certain group was this very old man who had wives ranging from, I don't know what, in their 50s down to their mid, possibly early teens. Okay. Yeah. And um, how they would, um, when he died, his son took over and took on some of his wives himself. Yeah. Okay. Really uncomfortable stuff then, yeah? Yeah, really bad. And it gets... That's just the, that's the tame bit about that one. It gets a lot worse. Yeah. Um, So yeah, not great for the Mormons. (laughs) But the reason I bring it up is because um, there is a show that is current. It's a Fox limited miniseries. I think it's limited. It's just come out this year. Um, It's showing on Disney Plus at the minute and it's called Mm -hmm. Under the Banner of Heaven. Right. So this is Salt Lake Valley, 1984. Detectives Jeb Pyatt and Bill Tabber investigate the brutal murders of a Mormon woman, Brenda Wright Lafferty, and her baby daughter. The crime has rocked the usually serene community, but as Pyatt digs deeper, he begins to question his own faith. This has an A-list cast. We're talking Andrew Garfield, Wyatt Russell, Sam Worthington, Rory Culkin, Gil Birmingham, Daisy Edgar-Jones and Bill Howie. And essentially, it's it's like a dual story of this detective who has to investigate this family. It's all very delicate because, as I say, this Mm. family, the Lafferty family, were considered like one of the superstars of the local community. Yep. You know, everybody wants to be part of them that goes to their church. And it's then this story of their youngest son meets a girl. She marries into the family. It it, it transpires that the the father, who is quite very domineering over his children, leaves the care of the family to his second eldest son. Yeah. Because the eldest decided he wanted to have his like his own career so the yeah. dad looks down it leaves it to the second one because he's going on mission going as a missionary yeah. with his wife so it and it's how this family went from this high stature to then becoming kind of like can like everything's a conspiracy and they end up yeah. in a shack in the woods you know yeah with a load of guns and the kids and everything okay and why is it they did they murder the wife because uh, the yeah. the youngest son's wife because she wasn't conforming to this extreme yeah. version of mormonism we're still part way through that it's, um it does deal with like garfield's character's relationship with mm-hmm. the religion and what you believe and yeah and it talks about and it looks into the history of it, of mormonism as well so it has like flashbacks yeah. to um, well-known incidents or not so well-known incidents that happen mm. that they kind of brush aside and yeah. how it relates to what's happening now 
Okay. So it, it's really interesting. And also it explores relationships between uh, the local Native American tribe and their relationship yeah. with the Mormons, which has not always been good at all. Yeah. Yeah, it's definitely give a go. I think, it, again, I think that's only 10 episodes. Yep. We're still going through it, but I'd give it a go for sure. Okay. Yeah, definitely. If you like, you're kind of a... It's, it's not the fastest at first, but it does... It, the story does pull you in for sure. Okay. So there's, Sounds good. There's that one. And then I've gone for a lighter one mm-hmm. that Andy and I have just discovered. And actually, we've got his mum hooked on it as well. So this is a like it covers the age range i think yeah for sure another disney plus it's only murders in the building oh is that steve martin yes yeah i haven't watched it but i've seen the trailer so it started last year um the second series has just been out last couple of months and it has been commissioned for a third series thank god so, Only Murders in the Building, an American mystery comedy drama series created by Steve Martin and John Hoffman. The plot follows three strangers, played by Steve Martin, Martin Short and Selena Gomez, with a shared interest in a true crime podcast. In the first season, after a suspicious death in their affluent Upper West Side apartment building, the three neighbours start their own podcast about their investigation. In the second season, the trio themselves become suspects in the bloody murder of another building resident. Mm. Now, it is such a great mix of comedy, drama and mystery. It really is. I mean, the first, when I heard about this show, it was like, Selena Gomez with these two. Are you having a laugh? <laughs> Is that going to work? <laughs> I don't think I'm going to enjoy that. That's just going to be sad. And then we just had like one of those nights like, well, there's nothing on. None of our shows have started. Look, oh, stuff it. Let's just give it a whirl. Yep. Well, Michelle, we'd finished it by the end of the weekend. <laughs> <laughs> it's okay. So it's it's worthy then. It's a worthy binge. Oh, we binged so quickly. We burned through it so fast and straight onto his mum. You're going to love it. You will love it. It's it's like a, a comedy Miss Marple, Miss Marple or a murder she wrote, more yep. like, you know. It's got great humour. It's got a stellar cast. Not just the mm. main... Not only do you have the main through story, but there's all these lovely little side stories of the other people yeah. in yeah. the in the building and how they intertwine with each other. Yeah. And if you do w- end up watching it, my absolute hero is the head of the um, housing committee. Yep. Bunny. Bunny is a legend... She is this like looks like this little old deer with glasses, but she's a right cow. You do not mess with Bunny. Yep. <laughs> she will eat you alive. <laughs> cool. I, I will add it to my watch list. It really is. It's just such an easy watch. I don't think they. I don't think they're long episodes either. I think they're only like half an hour. I think. Oh, that's even even better. Nice proper little bites. So sometimes you just want something quick, don't you? Exactly. I mean, there's no there's no heavy thinking involved. It's it's a giggle. It's a lovely bit of a mystery as well to keep you involved. Yeah, definitely yep. give it a go. Cool. All Will right. Do. Okay, so I already did my honourable mentions. So it's going to be over to you now, my darling. What are your ones? What are your recommendations? 
Well, I'm feeling a little bit pressurised because you invested quite a bit in that, which is wonderful, but I'm not sure that I can match it. You did better in the podcast, so there we go. It's even Stevens. <laughs> even Stevens, okay. Um, so I would like to talk about yellow jackets. <gasps> oh my God, how did I forget yellow jackets? <laughs> <laughs> I, I mean, for a start, let's just say Juliette Lewis, Jesus Christina Ricci. Melanie Lensky. Oh my come God! On. <laughs> you know, all I can think though when it's like, hang on, hang on, Christina Ricci, Juliet Lewis. How how many times has Juliet Lewis held back in school? Fucking <laughs> 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 awesome! Oh, so good. Loved it. It's uh, anyone who isn't aware. You need, I don't know where you've been. You need to go and check it out. Um, Yellow Jackets is an American drama television series. Um, it stars a cast of loads of people. I've just mentioned the most important ones. As a group of teenagers involved in a plane crash in 1996. Um, this, and then you, it's the, you, you jump back and forth. So you've got the kids as it's crashing. They're all part of a soccer team as they're crashing in the middle of nowhere. And then you jump to the present and they're, they're adult selves in the present. And there is, you, it's great. You've got these two stories running alongside each other and you can see the ripple effects and overlaps. And it's it's not your normal junk TV. This this was really good. I mean, there are, you, there's points in there where you're like, did they eat each other? <laughs> you know, like it was a cannibalism. You don't know, was it cannibalism? You know, did they kill someone? Where's the rest of them? Yeah. You know, like it's, and that's pretty much all I can say there without ruining it for anyone. But there is, I think after the second episode, once the, the, it both then and now had been established, as you moved into the, the third episode, it just all started to kick off. And there is a banging 90s fucking soundtrack <gasps> over the top of this as well. Oh my God, the soundtrack alone, Michelle. My God. Yeah, I enjoyed this so much that I stopped at episode three or four, because there's ten, I stopped and thought, no, I can't keep waiting for the following week for it to be released. <laughs> so I, I waited till they were all there and then binged them. Absolutely <laughs> loved it. Thought it was absolutely fucking amazing. Definitely Yellow Jackets. Can't wait for season two. Yeah, I think that's going to be showing on Paramount Plus in the UK. Is it? Yeah, yeah. I think they've got the exclusivity of it, so... Well, it's got to be done. I don't don't know how, but we'll work it out when it's released. Wait till it's wait till it's all finished. Then do the uh, is it the free Seven trial? Day trial, yeah. And binge. <laughs> and binge it. <laughs> um, the other one that I want to talk about is, and this was really really good. It's British. Did you watch The Rising? No. Do you, no. The Rising is really really good. So Neve Kelly discovers she is dead. She's scared and confused by this new existence, but when she realises she had been murdered, she's furious. She's determined to find her killer and get justice, believing that it was someone she knew. This was so well done. So this, the opening scene is this this young girl. Oh, they're in quite a remote area, rural area, and she she comes to all of a sudden she's in the water. She comes to in this lake and she's swimming to the shore. Um, and as she steps out of the shore, there is a. She goes home, and she's saying to her, her mum's freaking out, and she's going to her mum. Um, you know, I'm sorry I was late, mum. And her 
her mum's just not responding and she thinks her mum's ignoring her. This is all right at the beginning. She thinks her mum's ignoring her and she tries to pick something up and throw it on the floor and of course it doesn't smash. And she re- she begins to realise that she's dead. Um, and then she goes, she follows her mum back because she's still missing at this point. She follows her mum back when they're searching for her body and she's there when she's brought out of the water and she sees her mum's reaction. And then she hears one of the people who pulls her out of the water going, look at her neck. And she realises she was murdered and now she's got the ump and she wants justice. Very, very good. Oh, man. Does does that lead... Question, does that lead to other people coming back as well or is it just her? No, it's just her. It's just all about her. No idea if they'll do a season two or if they'll carry on. So you, you get closure within it. Um, but it, it, it was a Sky original. Oh, uh, right. And it, and it was called uh, The the Rising. Oh, apparently it's based on a Belgian series. What was the series? Does it say? Uh, no. Because I remember there was one. I can't remember what it was called. Though, it's but... not the one where they're all coming back. All oh. of a sudden you've got loads of them. No, it's it's literally it's just her in this little area. And it's it's then all about her trying to work out who murdered her. And there's lots of twists and turns. Yeah. And you don't know if there's someone that can see her, but is ignoring her. It, it was really, really good. So definitely recommend The Rising. And that was 2022. It was the Sky original. Cool. The other one I don't think would appeal to you. Oh, And dear. that's just because you're not a sci-fi person. Mm. Is Raised by Wolves. And again, that's a sci-fi original. And Oh, it was so good. It was that proper, cold, chic sci-fi. You've basically got um, an android, for very reasons I won't go into, takes these human children to this barren planet and then shit happens and there's monsters and there's revolutions and she's not necessarily what she seems. So good. Watch it. If you if you like sci-fi, this is what I call proper sci-fi. Uh, raised by wolves um and it was um from ridley scott okay so that was really good can i keep going yes yes (laughs) um i've got two movies that i'm going to mention but i'm only going to mention them briefly okay um they weren't what i would call oscar winning perfect movies okay but i liked them um and the first one is june Oh, Dune. Dune. I always think you say June. Dune. <laughs> Who's Dune. June? It's Dune. Dune. Um, I like the books, so I was a fan. I wasn't expecting to like this because I was also a fan of the sci-fi miniseries. Sci-Fi Channel did a miniseries years and years ago, and that was really good. So I wasn't expecting to like this, and I really, really did. Really liked it. Cool. Uh, again, sci-fi, so I can already see you glazing <laughs> over on the screen. I remember the book. It had a map. it's a no-go the other movie is uh, on Netflix it's Irish uh, and it's called You Are Not My Mother that's come up on my thing to watch it's a real real slow burn if you liked something that was like um, you know how how, uh, hereditary felt it was a real slow methodical Yeah, that's what this is like um, and it's it's Irish in North Dublin, in a North Dublin housing estate, Char's mother goes missing. When she returns, Char is determined to uncover the truth of her disappearance, but unearths the dark secrets of her family. Super good. Okay, cool. Super good. Um, the gist of it is you don't know if the grandmother's a little bit mad. 
Um, Does it do much? I have a moment to watch it. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm going to shut up. You need to watch it. It's one of them things that anything would give it away. Um, yeah. But yeah, you, it's if you're prepared for a slow burn, don't watch it. If you want gore and fast pace, if you want a slow burn, then watch this. It's really good Netflix. You are not my mother. Right. And then I want to talk about something that I absolutely love and that I did revisit this year, and I'm so glad that I revisited it. It's not te- this is more like an honourable mention because it's not technically a new find. But that's Happy Valley with Sarah Lancashire. Oh, that was filmed up around here. Have you watched it? No. But I know, all I know is everyone oh. went mental because it's like, that's, that's filmed at such and such. Uh, and it's like, we all know that place. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> and there you've got to watch it. It's a brilliant. It's, it's a, for anyone who's wondering, it's, it's called Happy Valley. Um, it's actually from 2014. There's two seasons of it. Um, Sarah Lancashire, who... I absolutely love. Anyway, um, there is talk that she'll be reprising her role for a third season. Mm. But it, it's a copper up north near, isn't it? Um, and nothing is, is straightforward in it. So she's living with her sister who, you find this out straight away in the first episode, she's living with her sister who's a recovering heroin and um, alcoholic. Um, she's looking after her grandson and her grandson, um, her daughter, who was the grandson's mother, Killed herself not long after he was born because he was a product of rape. Oof. But you don't go into any of of that area of it. Um, and she ends up, you've got all these characters and they do, I can't tell you any how, but they do begin to all overlap and come together in it. Um, and yeah, it was it was absolutely brilliant. One, it's slow start. You're looking at about episode three before it starts to take off. But then all of a sudden, once it takes off, that's it. You're just, it's going to be, well, we'll just do one more. We'll just do one more. Yeah. Right. I'm done. I'm finished. Finito. <laughs> um, yeah, I'm quite tired now, actually. I, I hope we've worked not... this one, haven't we? <laughs> I hope no one's caught me yawning. I did yawn a couple of times. I don't mean to be rude. I wasn't bored. Honestly, it's just, it's getting on. You guys weren't looking at her doing it. <laughs> <laughs> she can see my tea. Um, but hopefully there's something in there for everyone because we've got a right old mix. Definitely. Um, and I, I think that now we've worn ourselves out. We're a little bit flat now, really. Um <laughs> Sorry, ki- see- sorry, kids. Come on, see- perk up. <laughs> um, yeah, I go, go and go and check some of them out. Um, definitely, there's a couple of your podcasts I'm definitely going to be putting down for my uh, winter list for sure. Yeah, do it. I'm, I've added your Doctor Who one as well. Um, yeah, no, I right. think that's about it. Yeah, I think we could probably call that an episode. I think that's. I think we're done. <laughs> Excellent. Well, the only thing left to say is that our next episode um, is a review. Yes. So our next episode is a review, um, and we are going to be doing uh, the Lighthouse, which is the Lighthouse. Which I'm, try- I'm trying to Google it, Annette. I'm trying to Google. I'm trying to look in my purchases. <laughs> the Lighthouse, which is there. We go. Okay. Uh, it's going to be the so our next one is a, is a book review. We're going to do the Lighthouse Witches by C. J. Cook. Yes. Um, it's looks promising, but then we we always reserve judgment. Audio book is ten hours thirteen minutes long. Mhm. And the paperback 
uh, is 448 pages. Right. So it's a decent size. Yeah, about average for us. Yeah, it's not bad. Um, and the book description is the perfect haunting gothic thriller you won't be able to put down. A deserted lighthouse upon the cliffs of a remote Scottish island. Strange and terrible events have happened there. It started with a witch hunt. Now, centuries later, islanders are vanishing. A lost family. Liv, stay, and her children don't believe in witches or curses. But within months of arriving on the island, her daughter Luna is the only one of them left. An impossible child. Twenty years later, Luna's missing sister turns up out of the blue. And she is exactly the girl Luna remembers. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> I think th- I think this is our first coastal book, isn't it? Yay, it's my land! Yay, <laughs> this land is my land. We're it's going to the seaside with Shell. <laughs> We've done lots on the moors, haven't we? And, and in yeah, forests. Now it's time for the seaside. Yay, get your buckets and spades, kids. We're going to the seaside. <laughs> Let's hope it's good. Yeah, please. <laughs> um, yeah, so, you know, anyone who wants to read along with us, let us, let us know what you think. Um, usual drill, really. We, we'll see you next time when we review it. All right, guys, you take care. Thank you for listening to another episode of Two Crones in a Book. If you want to follow the show on social media for extra content, you can find us on Instagram, TikTok, YouTube and Facebook at Two Crones in a Book. And on Twitter, we are at Two Crones Pod. Or if you'd like to cut in contact with the show, you can email us at twocronespodcast at gmail.com. Thanks for listening, guys, and have a great day.